0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week of The Bible Blows. We are back. We're back after a long hiatus. This is season
1: 4, 5, five, five to, I think it is. Since five, episode 1, and um, right. yeah,
0: it has it, been a bit of a break. It just keeps coming. That's it. Why stop something good? No, the, the Bible's a long book. <laughs> it's a long book, 66 books. There's a lot of content there. That's right, 39 so, in the old, 27 in the new. That's right. It just keeps rolling. So we need to have at least... 66 mm. seasons. Yes.
1: I, I think that makes sense. Um, but because we've been away from a long time, there's a lot to catch up on. That's right. Now, you've had this, uh, this crazy youth camp <laughs> over
0: the past week. Um, tell us about that. What's been going on? That's right. So, uh, watchers of the YouTube version of the podcast will notice that I'm losing a bit of weight up here yes. cuz uh, I'm bold right now. Yes. Um so what happened was uh, yes we had Awesome Youth Camp 151 Youth 41 leaders, mm. six camp parents, two honorary guests. It was a riot and a partridge one, and a patrick. One cross. One cross.
1: Forgiven. Four,
0: four, <laughs> <laughs> one cross, three nails. Forgiven. That's right. That's it. That's
1: oh, I love it. Love the data breakdown. That's
0: right. That's yeah. right. But
1: so how, how did it
0: come about that your head got shaved? Yeah. So nice? Saturday night, so it was Thursday to Sunday. Saturday night is dress up. And so we had all these themes for different year gender groups. So for example, uh, year 10, um boys and girls had you know star wars and scooby-doo for example Mm. year 11 had actually i don't remember all of them but you know year 12 year 12 had avatar the last airbender ah yes and so i was thinking you know what i'll shave my head i'll get a blue highlighter i'll go as ang from avatar the last airbender and so i asked the leaders because i've never shaved my head before in terms of like doing it myself so Mm. i don't know how to cut my hair Mm. I said, "Leaders, would anyone be keen to shave my head?" And I two people immediately say, "We'll volunteer as tribute. We'll do it." Yeah. Um, and, and then I Angus thought, "Angus, short, yeah." Angus, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah, hey, good, good yeah. on you. Yeah, you know, uh, Angus said it. So um, and so we went ahead with it. And instead of doing it before camp, I said, "Well, you know what? A lot of what we do at Awesome is memory forming. Mm. Wouldn't it be funny if it was just on stage?" With no introduction, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. we got up on Friday morning session, and Luke, one of the other leaders, started doing announcements. Yeah, and Angus just touched everyone. Oh, that. nice! And Luke goes, you know. All right. Oh, I need everyone to pay attention right now. If you're not paying attention, whatever else is going on on the stage is going to stop right now. Yeah, no, So, you know, people's attention wrapped. And, um, anyway, so yeah. Well, that's a classic yeah. memory right there. That's, that's, right. You know, that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, that's one of the highlights of sticking <laughs> people's minds for a long time. That's but...
0: it. And then on Saturday night, I was so tired that I didn't bother doing anything. Yeah. Dress yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But it was really great seeing all the youth there. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Huge highlight of the camp was that on Friday night, uh, it was our second talk, second night, um, there was a particular call to respond to the gospel in faith. Nice. And so uh, Hebrews nine twenty seven to 28 was being preached for juniors and seniors. We came back together. We said, look, in this final song, if you responded in faith, if you wanted to renew your faith, if you wanted to pray with the leader, Come to the back. Mm. We'll have a representative from each of your year and gender groups there. And in God's kindness during that last song, we saw nine youth oh, come Oh, wow. That's How great is that?
1: That's so good. Yeah, so um, encouraging. That's what it's all about, isn't it? That seeing, is what it's all about. Seeing people like put their trust in Jesus and,
0: yeah, far out. That's amazing. That's, that's right. Great. You know, 151 pip, the number of first-generation Pokemon.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness.
0: Did you know that? That's
1: less exciting than uh, 151, you know. <laughs> That's right. I
0: agree. I agree. Bible, but, you know, fun, fun facts. And we love sharing fun facts about the Bible as yes. well. I mean, I want to ask how you're going. Yes. But uh, should we get to the Bible first or should I oh, ask uh, how you go? Let,
1: you know what? The listeners, they love us. We know that. But they love the Bible even more. Right? That's They're right. So. so, how about we get into the Bible? Let's get into the Bible. And then maybe at the end,
0: we'll soft uh, around a bit more. That's it. So. That's it. Well, listeners, let's get to it. Pip, I want to know what you've been reading in the Bible okay. lately. So
1: past three weeks, uh, so Easter Sunday and the following two, I had the opportunity to preach at um, Penrith. This is the 1 Corinthians 15 series. 1 Corinthians 15. So thinking about the resurrection in particular. Yes. So week one was kind of the gospel outline. So it's the first kind of chunk of 1 Corinthians 15. This is the gospel that I passed on to you as the first importance. Uh, you know, Christ died for sin according to the scriptures. Um, he was buried uh, on the third day. He rose according to the scriptures. And then he appeared to Many, many people he mm. appeared to more, hundreds of people. Um, the second more than 500, that's right, more than 500. Yes, times. says, which is yes. interesting because you're like, when in the gospels did that happen? But, um, mm. you know, he was, I mean, Acts chapter 1 says that he was around for 40 days, that's right, lots of things might have happened, that's right, well, it did happen, yes, yes, that's right. Um, uh, the second kind of chunk, and it's kind of outlined in every kind of Bible, the second chunk is you know, answers the question. You know, someone will come and say, what if there is no resurrection of the dead? There mm. is no resurrection of the dead. And Paul kind of answers that and says, uh, no, Christ has indeed been raised. Yes. You know, I've, I've seen Jesus. And he was one of the witnesses. Um, but he kind of paints this picture of life being incredibly futile and meaningless. If uh, there is no life after death, if there is no resurrection. And then off the back of that week three, so last um, Sunday um a couple of days ago was that last chunk and the question comes what will the resurrection be like mm. how will we be raised Is what kind of body will we be raised yes and paul goes on to talk about you know uh the the uh, some of the detail around what we as christians should expect in the resurrection and i kind of boiled it down he kind of goes through some um elements i boiled it down five things um, our bodies will be different mm-hmm. in that they won't be able to perish; they'll be eternal, imperishable. They won't be able; uh, they'll be different. They'll be like Jesus' body, mm-hmm. so they'll follow in His pattern rather yes. than the earthly Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, thirdly, they'll be fit for Jesus' kingdom, mm-hmm. His eternal kingdom. Um, fourthly, they'll be given to us on Jesus' return mm-hmm. at the last trumpet. Mm-hmm. And fifthly, all of it will be a resounding victory over mm-hmm. death. Nice. Um, I like that. Yeah, and so at the at, to what, I want to focus um, just to share at the end of um, chapter fifteen. Mm-hmm. I want to read um, from verse fifty four to the end. Yeah, nice. So it says, when the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written: death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Hmm. Now, just two things I want to uh, highlight. Um, Interesting in verse 56 how it says, The sting of death is sin. Yes. Instead of, like we might expect it to say, the sting of sin is death. Mm-hmm. Like the consequence, the wages, the end result of sin is death. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that from the Bible that's true. But here it says the sting of death is sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I take it like when, when everyone dies and is resurrected at the resurrection, um, there will be, like some people will be able to sing the victory song Mm. Death is swallowed up in victory, but others will feel this sting of no, of realizing it you know dawning on them, my sin is still on me mm. I haven't trusted Jesus Jesus is the Lord, I haven't put my sin onto Jesus, and so the sting of death will be this knowledge for a lot of people. My sin is still on me, and that makes me not right with God, and so it'll be a day of uh, judgment for some. Um, The power of sin is the law. So it's like, you know, when sin stands up against God's holy law, God's holiness, it's shown to be the evil that it is. And so, um, yeah, there's that, I guess, that dichotomy there of like that, you know, you sing the victory song or you feel the sting of death, sin. Hmm. Um, Another thing that's interesting is you read like such a glorious passage about the future hope about the the resurrection and the eternal life to come the kingdom um it's so full of just yeah almost beyond imagination awesomeness glory um and so as a christian you read that and you and you, sometimes you can be underwhelmed at your own reaction you're like why don't i get like you know shouldn't i be dancing around shouldn't i be celebrating more shouldn't shouldn't i just be more on fire for this sort of thing mm. um but it's interesting Paul's application that he says in verse 58 is stand firm yes not dance around no stand firm be steadfast always uh, be immovable let nothing move you and so for Christians often when we think about the future yeah it is a right response to celebrate but also it's the right response to actually just stand firm in, in your faith in the gospel um, because we still live in this world. We still live in, in the midst of pain and suffering and we live in the midst of things not being quite right yet. Hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we ought to stand firm and let nothing move us knowing that any effort that we uh, you know exude in the work of the Lord is not in vain. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just some reflections from the end of one Corinthians
0: fifteen. Nice, no, thank you. Thanks for sharing. How do you find the experience of preparing the three part sermon series?
1: Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, like I was, um, yeah, thankful for the opportunity. I I don't know. I've just been thinking about different uh, ways of preaching, different ways of approaching a passage, and um, you know, different insights to pull out as you explain a passage. Mm. Um, different ways of applying a passage. Like I listened to a few different preachers in the lead up and I just noticed like different preachers, all of whom are really good, just preach so differently. Mm. So listen to like Tim Keller, listen to Philip Jensen, listen to like Andrew Heard, um, listen to um yeah, even it just like even reading some more academic things. But just the variety of ways to approach a passage. Mm. Um is interesting. There's, yeah. there's a commonality in it all. Yeah, same message. Same message, yeah. um, same key kind of explanation, teaching points, but mm. in the way that it's applied or even explained, mm. illustrations and tone and stuff like that, very different. Yeah, there so you go. That's very interesting.
0: I have an alternative way of thinking about verse 56. Okay, yes, nice. All right, so... This might be a bit out there. Yes. But I think I could justify it from the rest of the passage. Okay. So, verse 56 says, the sting of death is sin. Yes. Right? And we might think sting as in, like, what hurts. Yes. So, it would make sense then and that to be like, well, actually, the sting of sin is death. Because sin brings with it the pain of death. Yep. But, what if sting is actually like... The, the spike of an... The stinger. Of, the stinger of an insect. Yes. Right? So, if you think about a bee, yeah. okay, the bee's sting is the thing that gets into you. Yeah. Right? So, how does death get into us? The sting is sin. Yeah, okay. Now, I know that might be a bit abstract. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like part of... And, and this is just part of... Like last year, we did some work in 1 Corinthians 15. Yes. I think part of what was going on in verses 35 to 58 is we think our greatest problem is death, Mm. but actually our greatest problem is sin. Mm. And the fact that sin brings us death, sin excludes us from the kingdom of God. Mm. Sin means that we are not fit for Jesus's kingdom. Sin means, well, put it this way, if... If we had a perfect imperishable body, mm. but the practice of sin was not dealt with, yeah. that would be a nightmare. Yes. We, we would be able to sin forever, or at least our actions wouldn't match the, the this eternal resurrection body that we have. Yeah. So really, the problem ultimately is sin and the practice of sin yeah. that needs to be dealt with in addition to the body yeah. that is... And there's, there's a close connection between that. So I, I wonder if that also helps us think about why he's bringing up sin and the law then. Because part of the ultimate transformation isn't just that we will have, you know, an imperishable mm. body, but that we shall also be like Jesus in character. Mm. Thus, you've got... Well, so you have like verse 49... Where he says, "Just as we and just as we have borne the image of the he- earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man." He's mm. got places like Colossians one where it talks about Jesus, who is the image yes. of the invisible God. Um, and you t- talking about like um, we have in Ephesians four, we have the old man which is put away and the new man which is put on. That which is created in the image or the likeness mm. of the one true living God. This idea of Bearing the image comes with it that the pattern of life as well, actually exuding the love and righteousness and holiness of God, Mm. which then makes sense of verse 58. Because if our ultimate, if we know that where we're headed isn't just an imperishable body, Mm. but righteous works, it makes and, and righteous living because sin will be dealt away with. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Then verse 58 makes sense as well. My dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Yes. It's a, this is actually where we're headed, this idea of our hands and our works not being evil, but doing good. There you go. So yeah, a lot of
1: stuff. Yeah, okay. There. I appreciate that, Trey. I do. <laughs> I do appreciate it. I would still say, I mean, like just in the, in the you know, chronology of things, yes. everyone dies mm-hmm. and then there's a resurrection yes and it's at the resurrection you know where people already have you know gone gone through death and risen up that they're like okay there's something about the there's something about the experience that we just had dying that it's lost its sting
0: mm-hmm.
1: it could have been a lot worse than it is yeah if sin hadn't been dealt with by Jesus dying on the cross mm. the, the yeah so i guess you could that word sting you could either take it as the object that stings mm-hmm. or the sting, the pain, the end result itself.
0: Yeah. Could be.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. So
0: it's, it's like I said, an alternative yeah, yeah, way that. of thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but either way, there's a clear sense here, not even sense, a wonderful, glorious truth that there is a victory coming mm, that will be, in one sense, is already here because of what Jesus has secured in his death and resurrection. Yeah, Yeah. But when it comes to thinking about death and suffering, we know that it has a an expiry date. Yes. It will not last forever. Yeah. And it's interesting as well, like,
1: you know, you think, what is this work of the Lord? Like, yeah. do, you t- do you describe his works? You know, some people would say it's, it's um, you know, the gospel work of, you know, preaching the forgiveness of sin and, you know, um, frontline kind of gospel work. Mm. It's interesting that it says, you know, in light of the resurrection, you know that your labor in the Lord is never in vain. Mm. The very next sentence now, concerning the collection, yeah, chapter sixteen, verse yeah, one. Yeah, concerning the money, yes, that I was going to collect. Yes, it's interesting that it goes from your work in the Lord is never vain, and hey, about the money that you said you were going to uh, gather together for the churches in Macedonia, uh, yeah. for the the church in Jerusalem, yeah, Jerusalem, um, verse three, yeah, yeah. So, I would say that. You know, financial support and, you know, uh, working so that you can give financial support Mm. is also part of that. Yeah, interesting. Um, Yeah,
0: that's right. That's a hot take. um... (laughs) I don't think that hot of a take, but I know people would disagree with you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Well, it's interesting. 16 verse 10, where he goes, When Timothy comes, see to it that he has nothing to fear while he is with you, but he is carrying on the work of the Lord just as I am. Yeah, yeah. So there's another use of the phrase, work of the Lord. Yeah. And so is it just... The, the actual proclamation of the gospel, or is it work that advances the cause of the gospel? Yeah, I mean, he's writing to a whole church, yes. so he's not expecting all of them to be
1: itinerant preachers or even you know te- teachers of God's word. Yeah, um, in a formal sense, his he, this is uh, an application that's broad enough for every person in the Corinthian church. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so. one one more interesting little thing. Yeah, go go weekend. go for it. Now, about... Okay, so back to verse 47. Yes. The first man was from the earth, a man of dust. The second man is of heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are of dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Now, I wrestled with this. I really struggled with this. Adam got his flesh first. Mm -hmm. And then... God breathed his spirit Mm -hmm. into him. Mm -hmm. Jesus was first and foremost, uh, well, first spirit. Mm -hmm. And he took on flesh. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what the implication is for our resurrection body, but is it possible that at the resurrection we will be spirit taking on flesh? We will be spirit taking on flesh. Yes. In, In that... It's it's not as though our bodies as they are now will be rebuilt. It's not as though um, you know people who are cremated or lost at sea or buried in the ground and turned to dust that those molecules will come back together somehow and form something resembling what you are now. Mm. No, it, your your spirit will take on new flesh. You'll be clothed with immortality mm. when the perishable puts on the imperishable. Mm.
0: Mm. Now, that's really interesting. Yeah. An interesting take. You know, scientifically, our bodies, I don't remember how long it is, but there is a particular period of time where every, let's just say seven years, because Mm. that number comes to mind. But every seven years, all of the atoms in your body are cycled. Right. Right. So, but you you go, wait a second, but, you know, my hair color might be the same, my, my skin, I don't feel like it's all new. But actually, yes, because what happens is that your body's atomic arrangement mm. will age naturally with time and change. But the specific atoms that are there will move in or out. Again, I yeah, don't know what yeah. the correct term for this is. And, and I'm probably butchering what the actual... Observations, but the reason I remember this is because I was doing in in second year uni. We were doing a particular uh, uh, subject in metaphysics on personal identity, and part of uh, one of the theories in personal identity is that what it means for you to be you is the 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 composition of your body, Mm. like the way in which the cells are there, Mm. the way in which your you know tissue is there, the way in which your neurons Mm. are firing. But then a retort against that is, yeah, that the atoms in your body don't all stay the same, mm. right? And we get that, for example, in terms of liquids and foods and whatnot, hair falling off. But every so-and-so years, there is almost every atom in your body has mm. has changed, even though the arrangement of them is the same. Yeah. yeah. So that just gets me thinking here. Yeah. Like, it's, which... it's,
1: yeah. I mean, it's hard because, like, there, there is a sense in which we do tie our identity to our physical makeup like if i lose an arm mm. you're like okay you are still pip it's not like anything you're still pip even though you've got your arm amputated but in another sense you could say pip's not the same he's mm. not the same guy anymore he's yes. different or if someone has plastic surgery on their face it's like okay it's still that person but they're not them then. yes they're almost like a different person now mm. and so it's like is that just a, a true is that just like a worldly thing mm. that? has no account in the resurrection, like God doesn't care what we look like. Mm. Uh, or is that actually an important part of who we are? But yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I don't mm. know. This, mm. this particular passage has got me thinking, what is it about the heavenly man mm. that those who are of heaven yes. emulate? And it seems to be, you know, in difference to the man of dust, he's from dust. Mm-hmm. And the man of heaven is from heaven. Mm. And so if we're going to be, um, you know, if we're going to be, what's the word, psychosomatic, like, you know, psych and body, Mm -hmm. in the first case, it was body and then psych. Mm -hmm. And in the second case, it it seems to be psych or mind or spirit and Mm. then fleshly body. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a little little question. So maybe... uh, It's a good question people who are um, listening if you want to email in on, on that what what do you think uh you know are we going to uh, get back our flesh or get a type of flesh that's similar or is it going to be totally different is it just going to be our spirit inheriting new flesh maybe that's not the sort of thing you want to think about on a monday morning or whatever they do whenever <laughs> you're listening to this um we have listeners who are eagerly awaiting our return yes well look if you have a thought on any of this Email it in, even if it's an out there for thought. Um, at the Bible boys at gmail.com. And that's boys with a Z. With a Z. Or you can DM us on Insta. Or you can um, DM us on TikTok. Or any, any or Pet carry Pigeon. Anyway, that's enough from me.
0: James, I want to know what have you been reading in the Bible this week. Well, a lot of my time has been spent yes. in the awesome, uh, we did seminars and talks, nice. and so there's been a lot of work that's sort of been there. Uh, one of the things I just want to point out um, in, uh, in the prep is from Mark chapter 14, and it's a very small um, but profound observation that I want to make. Okay. Um, and some of our listeners are also youth who were there at the camp. So, you know, you'll remember this moment where this was pointed out. But one of the things we did in the first seminar was we sort of set up, all right, well, was the cross a surprise? Mm. Was it a surprise to God? Uh, if, if God is so smart, God is so all-knowing, then why would he have allowed this travesty to happen? Mm. That his son was taken, betrayed, betrayed, Suffered, Mm. died. And so we did uh, a reading of Mark 14 and 15. It was quite long. We didn't read all of 14. But there's this curious little verse that shows up in Mark chapter 14. And so let's go from verse 43. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read it from here. Mark 14, 43. Uh, Just as he was speaking, uh, this is Jesus, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them, the one I kiss is the man, arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have to come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. So you get that little thing there in verse 49, right? Yes. Jesus says, am I leading rebellion? You're coming to arrest me. Every day I was with you, I didn't. you didn't arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Mm. Jesus says that what is happening here must happen in order to fulfill what the scriptures mm. foretold. And so Jesus, and there's so, so many other parts we can go to to show this, but mm. Jesus certainly wasn't surprised by his arrest and the suffering that he was about to endure. In fact, he says that he is fulfilling what God had already revealed Mm. to the prophets Mm. of the Old Testament. And so one of the conclusions we formed through, and we did some more stuff with Isaiah 53, and we sort of came to some conclusions, but the the big idea of discovery, what we call Discovery Seminar 1, because we wanted the youth to discover this, Mm. Uh, is that the cross was planned and purposed by God. Nice. Yes. I think that is just such an important point for us to get here, which can be lost on um, a lot of people, especially if you've grown up um, in church, Mm. is that it's so horrific what Jesus went through. It's so humiliating what Mm. he went through. The suffering, the excruciating pain... And just how counter all sense of logic you'd think about in mm. establishing and worshipping and glorifying a king. But his death on the cross, his suffering was planned and purposed. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing I just wanted to draw out because I was reminded of that. Just yes. preparing for the seminar and delivering the seminar.
1: Yeah, awesome. Oh, that's so important. And yeah, you, you see that. And even in the, in the, in the, the writer's... You know, through the rest of the New Testament, you get that. I mean, you get that in in Acts. You know, God, um, ha you know who who um, who you crucified. but mm-hmm. I mean, God raised, is all according to God's plan. You get that kind of language in Acts. Yes, you get it in in Paul's writings. You get it throughout. Um, but yeah, it's so it's so vital that it wasn't just you know I'm, uh, Jesus walking into a mistake. Yes, and it kind of and Jesus knowing that it's all. Um, for told, like, you know, adds gravity, I guess, to his prayer that comes before him in the garden of Gethsemane when he's, mm. when he's kind of like saying, um, you know, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Mm. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Yes. It's kind of like, Yeah. Yeah, you've got Jesus. It's interesting, Jesus is let the scriptures be fulfilled. Yes. So he's kind of come to terms with, you no, know, this is this is the path that I have to take. That's right. Yep.
0: And I think that, and I might have mentioned this, you know, many episodes ago or something. As we're, 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 we are pretty consistent with some of the things we bring up here in the Bible, boys. But, you know, if you think about science, part of what happens in science is that empirical observations are made. And they go, all right, we've got this physical reality. We have to somehow come up with the language mm. and the mathematical setup to understand what it is that we see in mm. front of us. So, you, th- you know, the classic example is light. Mm. Where light, we observe, we use it to observe. Light, as a phenomena, we see. And then what we currently have in theory is that light's one thing has two natures, right? A light nat- uh, excuse me, a wave nature, Um, How it carries energy, for example, has a wavelength and a particle nature. How it has mass and momentum. Mm. And yet, these are two different natures that don't really mix Mm. in other things other than light. I'm being very general here. Mm. But you can't just say, oh, that's stupid. I don't need to listen to that. Because there's this physical reality Mm. and we're trying to understand it. I think that the cross, this physical reality, is where we see human responsibility yes and god's plan from the before the foundation of the world come together yeah. and a lot of times when we try to talk about how does god's sovereignty and human responsibility work together for a lot of people they can be like ah, whatever i don't want to think about this anymore it doesn't matter it's not real mm. as if they can just throw it off but no there's this physical reality mm. Exemplified and embodied by the cross of Jesus, where it all comes together. Yeah, yeah. And at the cross, we see we see the victory of God and the death of God. Mm. You know, and at the cross, we see the love of God and the and the and the judgment of God. At the cross, we see you know all these things coming together, right? We see we see the the lowest point of man and God and the highest point of man and God. Mm. Brought together, so I think it's mm. just at the cross we see all these things come together, um, and I think that we need to do, we can do a better job of showing that to people to say these paradoxes of Christianity, not contradictions, paradoxes mm. that they're, they're not abstract theories that we are out there. They're all attempts for us to understand what it means that Jesus, the God Man, gave Himself for us mm. for our sins at the cross. Yeah. You know, one thousand nine hundred and 89 years ago. Yeah. Round up t- 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. I just feel like it's, this is just one of those examples. It just yeah. comes there. And yeah. we can say what we want about our inability to are, explain it or draw a diagram, but mm. just like wave particle duality, it's there. Yeah, that's right. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's
1: yes. Yeah, again, it's like the, the gospel is, is simple enough, you know, to comprehend on a basic level, be saved. But there's there's so much there that you can literally, you can just meditate on, think about, puzzle over for your whole life, really. Yes. And it, yeah, uh, like par- yeah, really paradoxes like that. That's yes. really kind of,
0: yeah. Yes. And the thing on that, that just reminded me is, you know, I forgot which author did it, but there was this. There's this guy who wrote like a huge 800, you know, page book or something on on God's love and Mm. exploring all the complexities of it and Mm. all the nuances. And then in his conclusion, he wrote, so what is it that I have found after all of this research and all of this delving into the biblical data? Well, this is what I found. Jesus loves me. This I know Mm. for the Bible. Tells me so. Mm. I just love that. There's so much we can explore. There's so much depth. There's so much richness. And yet the gospel message, we can communicate simply,
1: Mm.
0: powerfully, Mm. concisely. And it's something that even a child can believe and enter the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Huge. Huge, huge. Alright, well, it's time for us to do Guess Who. Okay. And before we get to that, uh, I have a correction I need to make. So the very last episode of last season, uh Guess Who character was. Do you remember Pip?
1: Oh yeah, Nick, nah Nicodemus, nah, it was someone
0: <laughs> That's okay, you don't need to guess this one yet. Um Caleb. And uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. One of your questions was, um, was he a leader? Mm. And I said no, I don't think so. Mm. But that's not true. Caleb was a leader. Yes. He was a leader of his tribe. Right. Um, so, I'm sorry, listeners, for misleading well, you. And Pip, I'm it. sorry for misleading you. I mean, I still got it. That's true. So, you're so, happy in that I'm, sense. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Correct. I still got it. Awesome. Alrighty then. So, um, we have had an email come through with some guess-who suggestions. Now, I don't think I can read this email because it's got the suggestions. Um... But uh, yeah, Pip, you're going to be guessing today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, listeners, for uh, sending some emails through about with some suggestions. Mm. Um, I'm going to be going with one of these suggestions. But please email us any guess who suggestions to the Bible boys, with a Z at gmail.com. What's that email again, Pip? Bible Boys. No, the. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first
1: time I got wrong. The Bible Boys with a Z at gmail.com. That's it. Um... Yes. You know what? I'm ashamed to say this, but as I read through the Bible now, part of my mental exercise is thinking, which of these characters could I use in a guess? <laughs> that's not shameful. It's good. It's You're thinking annoying. about which,
0: you know, how much data do I need to yeah, know that's about right. this person? Yeah, that's right. All right. But so, okay. well,
1: we're good to go. Uh, I, I, I think we're good to go. All right. 20 questions, and I'll try not to dilly-dally at this time. All right. Okay. Let's do it. First question. Uh does this person does this person's name appear in the New Testament? I don't think so.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. Um is this person a man? A male? No. Oh it's a female. Oh, okay. Um hmm 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 hmm. Ooh yeah 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 yeah. Does <laughs> I love that <laughs> when you do guess who? You've got all these sound effects. That's that's right. Right. So. Just a feeling. Um, does this person appear uh, in the Torah, the first five books? No. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Does this person appear uh, post-exile? No. Oh, okay. Does this person so that's five, five, oh, five? five, Yep, we'll go five. I think it's five. Um, yes. Does this person um, is this person an Israelite? No. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. 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 I think I'm onto it. <laughs> uh, although it wouldn't make sense. But okay. Anyway. Um. No. Maybe I'm not onto it. Okay. Does this person appear uh, in the period of the of the kings pre? Uh, can I say that in the, in the period of the kings pre uh, kingdom split? In the period of the kings yes. pre kingdom split. So between like Saul and Jeroboam, kind of Rivon. No. Mm, mm. Seven. Seven. Does this person appear pre-Saul? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. No, I'm counting now. Eight. Okay. Pre-Saul. Not in the Torah. Not in the Torah. Ah, okay. Interesting.
0: Are you playing along and with
1: not, this? Not in Israelite. Okay, okay. Does this person appear in the book of Joshua? No. Oh, because I was thinking... Uh, can I talk? Yeah, I was of thinking course. Rahab the prostitute, but I, is that Joshua? Or... Because uh, that would be, right? Mm, entering the land? Yes, you'd think so. Mm, ah, no. Does this person... Ah, yes. And not in Israelite. That's interesting. Because I was going to ask, does this person appear in the book of Ruth? That's a question. Does this person appear in the book of Ruth? No. Ten. That's ten questions. Ten questions, listeners. Okay. Ruth. So, it must be one or two Samuel in that case. Probably one Samuel. That's... Hmm. Or have I dug myself into a hole in which I cannot get out? This is an interesting question. Um, who are the girls in one Samuel? What do you think? Um mm, Okay. So she doesn't appear in the Torah, not in the five first books, doesn't even appear in the sixth book, Joshua, doesn't even appear in the seventh book, Ruth, unless I've got my books wrong. <laughs> it must be in one or two, Samuel, if she doesn't appear in the period of the kings. But could she appear in the prophets? Have I said that before? Does, let me just cover that one off. Does she appear post-kingdom split? No. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. So I'm thinking Nine one questions like, left. I'm thinking one on two Samuel. Um, one or two Samuel. Who are the girls? Um who is Deborah again? Is she a person? Oh, maybe I should go for it. Uh, who is Deborah? I'm just trying to remember. Deborah was a person. Who, who is Deborah? Is, Deborah? is it Deborah? No. Oh no. Eight questions left. Okay, so it wasn't Deborah. But I'm thinking one to Samuel. Okay. And it's not in the New Testament. Her name does not appear in the New Testament, unless she isn't named. Oh my goodness! Does is she present in the New Testament? No. Oh, okay. So I'm back to one or two Samuel now. <laughs> um, seven questions left.
0: Seven you've answered. Uh, um, you we've done thirteen.
1: So it wasn't like the woman at the well or something like in John, you know. Um, it's I'm thinking one or two Samuel. Okay, who are the who are some of the girls in 1 and 2 Samuel? Maybe it's 2... Hmm, hmm. Oh, I
0: don't even know if I'm on the right track, to be honest. Um, this is another uh, guess who Q&A brought to yes. you by Bip4. Uh, <laughs> <right, all> right. <laughs>
1: um, does this person appear in 1 Samuel? No. Does this person appear in 2 Samuel? No. Oh, my goodness. 15 questions, oh 5 goodness. left. 5 left. So now, okay... I've used the word "name appear, which could be an issue. Does this person's name appear? not a male? And it is a person though. Is this person a female? That's a question. Yes. okay, good because it could have been like an angel or something. Or something. yes. so now That's I've got four questions left. Four questions. So it's a girl, I'm thinking Old Testament, it's not in any of the books that I've said. got um, hmm. a clue? No, no, no. Okay, no, no clear. A girl who doesn't appear in the Bible. <laughs> well <Wait>, what? <laughs> this is a Bible guess who Because I've kinda of covered off the whole thing, haven't I? So she doesn't her name doesn't appear in the New Testament. She doesn't appear herself in the New Testament. She doesn't appear post Um Kingdom Split. She doesn't appear
0: pre- Kingdom split. Okay, after this, we need to talk about easier ways to narrow things down. Yes, yes. I think you made things very complicated for you. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Does she appear... I think you're going to get it, my friend. I think you're going to get it. You reckon? I think you'll get it. I I have great faith in you. I've got four questions. Does she appear in the prophets? No. Okay, so it's
1: not like the... 17. It's not like the lady of Proverbs 31 or something like that. Three questions. A woman... Doesn't her name? She doesn't appear in the Torah, not in the first five books. Interesting. <laughs> a woman, a woman who doesn't appear in the New Testament. It <sighs> doesn't? That's it. Oh, look, it's all interesting. <laughs> you know, uh, one Samuel, I Samuel.
0: I've been, I've Bruce. been watching more of The Office. Yes. You have so much Michael Scott. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this guy, and I'm like. This is where Pip got so much from. <laughs> uh, what am I missing?
1: 1 and 2 Samuel, 1 and 2 Kings. So it's, it's not 1 and 2 Kings, it's not 1 and 2 Samuel, it has to be before. What comes before 1 Samuel? Have I got it wrong in thinking that it's... Oh! Ah! Does this person appear in... Oh, like okay, I'm not even going to ask that question, I'm just going to assume she's in the Judges. I don't know if I've covered that off. Okay, 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 okay. Because when was Elijah? Three questions left, my friend. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, is this person Jezebel? No. No. That's someone else, isn't it? 18. Judges, judges, Two questions left. Not Deborah, not. But who is it? Who is another judge? Who
0: is another judge? Can I read? Oh, I I think I got it. Go. Is this Delilah? Yes! Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing a laugh of the room right now oh, I <laughs> thought I was lost but I have been found. <laughs> yes how did I forget the judges I, that's the thing you missed you also forgot that you asked is this person is Israelite mm. and the answer was no ah yes oh that's yeah, true that's that would have really narrowed it down that's right so <laughs> <laughs> that's right so um, yes so Jezebel was in um, uh, Kings mm. yeah um. So yes, judges, you forgot forgot the book of judges. I like
1: to leave it light.
0: <laughs> I like to leave it light. You do like bringing it up to like the last three questions, mm, where you just get zapped by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: It's because. the highest group. being like, come on, <laughs> you can do <laughs> this it. This is too long a segment. Okay, by so
0: can I tell you the the episode? So again, I'm watching The Office. Yeah, though, yeah And yeah. season two is so much better than season one. Yeah, oh, it like, gets a lot better. Yeah. Season uh, three, season four. Yeah? yeah. So I'm 12 episodes in the season two, but in season one, there was that episode where it's like, I've got a surprise for everybody. And <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, what's the surprise? And then it's like, now I will share the surprise. And it just goes on for a minute and a half. It's like, drum roll. It's like, everybody, yes. we need to get the drum roll. <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do>. <laughs> Who's ready for the
1: surprise?
0: And then nothing comes. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, man, that is pipped. That's me playing Guess Who. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, but you actually come through in the end. Yeah, yeah. It's so oh, funny. that's so true. Oh, man. How, how, when did you watch The Office? Well, is it when you were in high school you watched it? Yeah,
1: yeah, in the in high school and you know a couple okay. times since then as well.
0: Yes, so because I'm just wanting to say, I think, I mean, I, you know, I'm what, a, season one in twelve episodes in the season mm. two in, yeah, like I think this has been very formative. Yeah, <laughs> no, know. no, yeah, no.
1: The office very formative. Seinfeld very
0: formative. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can see this.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway anyway I am enjoying uh, The Office Season 2 that's good yes and I, I hope to enjoy it more yeah um, it's it's yeah characters I think mm. I'm getting to know the characters it's quite mm-hmm. endearing I watched this thing
1: uh, on Netflix called Sea Spiracy have you heard of this Sea Spiracy I, I have yeah. um,
0: and um, please tell me about it I've been wanting to watch it so apparently the sea doesn't exist what
1: no, I'm just joking. That's not what it's about. <laughs> Wait, it's about what? like it's about veganism and um and, oh, and okay. um, no, but you know, sea spiracy, You'd think that that could be what it's about, but it's not. Just like it says, made by the same guy who made cow spiracy, I think. Right. And I went into that thinking, I oh, know cows exist, so what is this going to be about? Sure. Um, and it's about it's about um pollution and sustainability, mm-hmm. environmentalism. The the argument of it is um. The things that we choose to wage war on, things like plastic straws, replaced paper straws, things like things like household household. Is waste. this in
0: sea sparsity?
1: Yeah, yeah, sea sparsity. Yeah. Um, the things that we choose to wage war on really account for a very small proportion of um, pollution that ends up in the oceans. Mm. Um, the, the vast majority of pollution is actually due to commercial fishing mm. and like plastic nets, which are cheap to produce. But when they're lost frequently in the ocean, they have devastating effects wow. on marine wildlife. And so the arguments: we need to stop um, fishing. We ultimately need to stop fishing. How do we do that? Well, we need to stop eating fish. And then he goes into all these arguments for what, what are some other good reasons to stop eating fish, but not just fish. He then goes into what are some good arguments to stop eating animals altogether. Mm. Um, and basically he makes the case for veganism um, – as an environmental sustainability thing, yeah, yeah, um, and it got me thinking about veganism. Like I've seen those um, those uh, synthetic meat substitutes in the Coles and Woolies. Mm-hmm. If if they tasted as good as meat, and if they were comp- like you know cheaper or the same price, mm. I reckon I'd, I I think at that point there's no good argument against veganism. Mm. I reckon in t- This is is my prophecy. Pip's prophecy of the day. Pip's prophecy of the day. New segment, Pip's prophecy. In 10 years' time, Mm -hmm. okay, so in 2031, Mm -hmm. it will be socially unacceptable to not be a vegan. That's my prediction. There you go. And you know what? I don't mind that. I reckon I could, you know. I mean, the amount of meagoring I eat at the moment, I am basically (laughs) a vegan.
0: (laughs) Listeners check in and season 66
1: season 66 seriously it's going to be a thing right and people go. are going to be people going to be rewinding back to this episode they're going to be saying oh my goodness yes anyway that's my little thing. and now I've also been watching F1 Drive to Survive yes Formula I mean, 1 a few
0: people here at right church have been watching that yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. yeah. now I, yes I don't think I'd ever watch a full race but just the <laughs> Netflix highlight package and some commentary and some of the drama it's a really good way to watch Formula One there now, you go if Sam Russell ever hears that he'll, he'll turn his chair he'll be, he'll be
0: quite offended by that. that's guy. right that's right well you know we got back from awesome Sunday afternoon mm. we're all so tired Sam though he stayed up watching F1 there you go until 1am F1 there you go F one, lots of fun. F one, lots of fun. That's right. Um, We've been off for about a month now. So, how are you and self going? We're going good. We're going good. Um, We
1: are studying hard. We're hitting the books. Um, We've been enjoying, uh, Parramatta, the river. Doing some of the cafes and restaurants. Did you see it overflowing when no. it was raining crazily last month? No, I didn't. We didn't go down and have a look. Ah, okay, gosh, gotcha. more out of fear than anything. We didn't want it yeah. to like
0: yes wash, wash us away. But because you, um, you're a bit like a, a cat, Pip. Yes, like if you got wet, you're just not happy. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I I cannot
1: deal. Even a little bit of rain. Yes, I hate it. Some people, yeah. it, it's raining a little bit. They'll yes. walk through it. Yes. Oh, um,
0: not me. Well, I think we talked about this once. Like, you'll run through. Self will, like, will slowly walk mm. through the rain. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, enjoying Parramatta. Do you have any good restaurants that you found in Parramatta?
1: Well, here's my little theory. There's a, there's a cafe called the uh, Black Seed eatery and it's kind of like a corporate cafe. It's like corporate in the it's cafe. in the it's in the business. It's underneath some offices and stuff like that. Yeah, and sure. It caters to kind of you know people who are in suits all the time and in there and stuff like that. My theory is those cafes are actually a lot better mm. than like hipster cafes or like kind of like little mm. homely kind of cafes. Yeah, right. Because they're the people who are having coffee like two or three times a day. Right. They can t- really tell the difference. Yes, and so generally
0: it's yes. a bit better there you go that's, that's a good a, theory that's theory yeah I think that um, it's really interesting so uh, you know Sam your trainer one of the ministers here at St Paul's he makes really good coffee right mm. and I've I don't know why I thought this but I always thought it was you know just it's the beans it's the milk you know that sort of thing anyway same beans same milk someone else who shall not be named was making coffee mm. and I drank it and I went it was not as good it was not as good and I went you know what that is uh, that's very sad very very sad but then I was talking to Sam about it and he goes yeah that's because you know like 25% of it is the beans 25% of it is the milk 50% of it is the skill or whatever the percentage is um, but most of it is the skill of the barista and even the best coffee machine in the world the best beans yes. if the barista doesn't know what they're doing it's not going to taste good yeah so Hipster cafes, I feel like a lot of people, it's the vibe, Mm. it's the mood, it's the low dim lighting, it's the, you know, the flannel shirt of the barista, but then whether or not it tastes very good, questionable. Yeah. There you go. Hey, this is
1: just a little extra. Yeah. This is just the perfect way to make an instant coffee that's
0: basically cafe quality. Can I say, by the way, just before you continue, so there's a friend of mine who's recently started listening to The Bible Boys And he told me he never listens to podcasts, Mm. but he has binged, like, all all of our episodes in the last month. And he's shared with, like, many people. And I think he's gone like, three or four people to start listening just by himself over the last three weeks. That's amazing. So, and, sorry, the reason why this is brought up is because he said... I would love to try one of Pip's instant coffees.
1: All right. Well, you're, you're ready for this. <laughs> this, is, this is, you know, if, if you feel a bit special, but not special enough to dish out $3, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is what you do. All right, go. You get a mug of milk. A mug of milk. A mug of Step milk. one. Full cream milk. Okay. okay. Does it matter which brand? No. Cold brand's fine. Put that in the microwave for one and a half minutes. One and a half minutes. That's 90 seconds. Full <laughs> power. And then what you do is you take that out. You get Makona. So has going to be Makona. Makona is the best instant coffee, but okay. it'll probably work with ending. But you get that. You add that one teaspoon. Yes. You Just drop it into the milk. You get another teaspoon. Two teaspoons. Drop okay, it in. two teaspoons. Yep. And then you mix it in. You mix it in real good to that hot milk. So it's all milk. Yes. No water. And yes. you're mixing in the coffee. And then what you do is you get the milk. Bottle, yes Alright That's at least losing That's at least like down to three three quarters by now You shake it Oh okay You shake up You get a bit of foam going on yes. And you just pour the touch A little touch of foam onto the top of it Yes <laughs> There you go
0: No water No water And that is a really good instant it's coffee It's really good
1: If you want it to be a little bit sweeter You can add in
0: a little bit of sugar There you go Do you stir it? What
1: well, the coffee? Yeah yeah, you got to. So, so Wait, it's just, it just—it wasn't in your steps. No, no, so. no. But but what you got to do is you actually you don't want to be rough with the coffee. Uh, don't
0: be rough. With you want
1: to you want to drop drop it into the milk okay. so it dissolves. You want as much dissolving as possible. Okay, dissolving actually maintains the flavor better. Well, that makes sense. Anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you mix it a little bit. Don't mix too. It's like you know, you're not This is not. This is something special. Right.
0: Wow! There you go. Yeah. So, listeners, why don't you try the instant? Yes. Pips instant this, coffee. This is
1: a pet peeve of mine. Okay, go. If someone says, "Can I make you an instant coffee?" and I said, "Yes," a pet peeve is they get a mug, a big mug, and they fill it way, or, way or so I'm drinking 500 mils of something and it's got one teaspoon of coffee in it. I'm like, look, this an instant coffee doesn't. It should be half a cup, right? Yeah. Mm. It shouldn't be a full cup of li- watery liquid. It should be half a cup. It should be concentrated a bit on the stronger side. Okay. It should have a, you know, mm. a, a good amount of milk. Yes. So it's mm. not just watery. Yes. You know It should be creamy. Yes. Coffee. You know,
0: the one true living God, mm. the source of all good things, Yes. the one who gives us all good things, has designed the world a particular way. Yeah. And when he sees... Rebellious creatures like us
1: Mm.
0: going in and trying to mix things up a bit, do our own thing, causes pain and sadness. Yes. Not in quite the same way as humans, Mm. but analogous to you, Mm. how you feel when people butcher instant coffee. What do you say about that?
1: This is what I say. Is it analogous or analogous? (laughs) Because I've been saying analogous. (laughs) Is it? I think it's uh, analogy. You have an analogy. Yes. You have an analog clock. Who knows? (laughs) I'm sure there's a right answer. I don't know if I'm going to search up what the right answer is. No, no, I don't think anyone will. (laughs) Anyway, look, this is definitely, you get
0: to this point, this is the dregs of the coffee. That's right, of the Bible (laughs) Hey, Actually, I want to, I want to, um, oh no, it doesn't work with Siri. All right, never mind. With, um, with, my Google Home Mini, I was going, hey, you know, hey Google, play King of Kings um, on Spotify. Mm. And then it says, ding, okay, playing Lord of Lords by. And ah. I was like, that's not what I said, but yeah, spot on. King of King, Lord of Lords. That's right. Spotify gets it. Uh, Spotify gets it. That's yeah. it. All right, I think we gotta leave it there.
1: Yeah. I, I said to my Google Home, I said, could you play some Beatles? I I don't have a Google Home. I was talking to my calculator. (laughs) (laughs) What response did you get? Nothing. Ah, there you go. Anyway, that's enough of today. That's it. Uh, Listeners, thank you so much
0: for joining us. This is the gold that you've been missing for the last month. mm. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this... A podcast is encouraging for you, an easy lesson, something that you can share with your family and friends while they're on their commute to work. Mm. Maybe spitting out some spreadsheets at work. Mm. Maybe drawing. Yeah. Whatever it may be.
1: Yeah. Maybe you're on Excel and you're thinking, how might I Excel my brain today?
0: <laughs> and my spiritual life.
1: Maybe you're on PowerPoint and you'll think, What are the powerful points of scripture that I'll want to hear today?
0: Maybe you're on Microsoft Word oh, and that's thinking, too easy. you know what?
1: <laughs> I need to get into the, the word. word. That's 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 way too easy. That's right.
0: Maybe you're typing some notes on EndNote and you're going, what is the chief end of humanity? It's to glorify God and enjoy Him yes. forever.
1: Maybe you're on Microsoft Teams and you're like, man, the 12 disciples. That was a great team. <laughs> Except for that
0: one bad egg. Yeah. yeah. No. Maybe you're on Microsoft Outlook and you're going, you know what, what's the outlook for my future? Yes. It's the resurrection help family yes, Jesus that's Christ. That's right, that's right.
1: Maybe you're, you're on, um, you know, looking at Bill Gates and you're like, <laughs> and, and you're like, I wonder what, you know, the, I wonder what the gates of heaven. I'm like, you yeah. <laughs> know. Anyway, enough of this rambling. I hope to see you next week and have a great week.
0: Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. bye bye